Hello and welcome to a Christmas episode of Real Horror Show. I am Conor McMahon and I'm joined by Conor Dowling, Mark Sheridan, Ali Horror. Yay, the gang's all here. <laughs> what have people been watching before? I mean, we were going to talk about haunted house movies in a bit, but uh, I suppose j- just to kick off, um, have people watched anything? I've watched a couple of things. What have you seen so far? Because okay. I've watched a few things too. Yeah, so um, Creep 2, oh, for yay. anyone who loved Creep. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like for anyone who didn't see Creep, it's a film by Mark Duplass, mm-hmm. who's, who's the actor in it. I mean, what was great about that is it's so, there's just two actors basically in the whole film. And um, I just think his character is, you know, it's just on the edge of, do you believe him? We do not believe yeah. him. It's this kind of creepy thing. And also just when you think, I suppose, fan footage is, is sort of, saturated and there's nothing more you can do then you know I thought that one really worked so I loved Creep um, the first one so I was curious about what they could do differently and they really they really play on the first one and the expectations of the first one but kind of twist am I right uh, it's, is it someone trying to make a document like she's aware of the first film and yeah exactly well no no she's she's got her own kind of podcast thing that's not doing very well yes and he I suppose reaches out to people gotcha who, yeah and he kind of tells her up front, you know, I'm a I'm a serial killer. You know, this would be great for your podcast kind of thing. So, But she doesn't really believe he's a serial killer. Mm. But the, the bit that's brilliant about it is seeing Mark Duplass, Aaron, I think is the character's name, seeing him, all the tricks that worked in the first one, like he used to jump out and scare people and do all this. And he's doing all that stuff and it's <laughs> not working. And she's almost as crazy as him. Okay. And kind of seeing the two of them come together is, is yeah, quite fun. It's... After seeing the first one, you kind of wonder how could you even do a sequel to that because it's yeah. such it's such a stripped back movie. Yeah, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. really give you much to to go on for a sequel. But that, that's yeah, really yeah. interesting. I never would have thought of it, doing it like that. Okay, okay, we've got to give that a, a check out then because like yeah, it's a funny one even when you're saying about the whole found footage thing and where you're going to go because like I know I stand a bit more still somewhat nostalgic and, and enjoy in kind of found footage films probably more than you. But we were recommended to watch a, a found footage film. We were offered a screener. To ah. review a, a horror film uh, very kindly by the filmmakers. Uh, it was a French found footage film called My European Dream. Kind of slash My European Nightmare. Um, and yeah, it's a funny one. I'll get through it very quickly because I think of all the four, I'm the only one who wasted his time watching oh, it. Oh, don't say that. No. no. No, look, you know, it's a funny one because I, I do, in the weird way that Connor, you find yourself so jaded and bored of the fan footage, like the general kind of genre. Like I like fan footage. I kind of prefer. I, I yeah. like fan footage. No, but I, I know, but say. like you know, well, like it's done right. the the traditional approach. Like I think the reason you enjoyed fan footage 3D and say creep was because they did something a bit different yeah. with it, yeah. as yeah. opposed to. And you know, it's the same as some people love zombie films and they want a straight up zombie film. Some people want a twist on it. You know, so the, yeah. it's fine yeah. to go either way. Um, this film is apparently took like two years to get it released. You know, for for unexplained reasons but uh it's like one guy shooting himself at the beginning actually i have a picture on my phone to show you guys like he literally has a handy cam taped to his head and a microphone on the other side and a kind of a camera facing him and it's just him going around paris but if you can imagine not shooting himself dead no no oh shooting as in with a camera yeah i was like that's so amazing like he we actually see like like a gopro up beside his temple while he shoots his brains it's it's literally like i was all over that imagine your parents i'm gonna take that so but you know it's it's a weird challenge of found footage where actually i 
I would go against. This film goes very much for that whole notion of trying to make it totally real, uh, if you know what I mean. Like, so it's trying to have completely rawness, but because of that, like the first 30, 40 minutes are the most incredibly shaky, blurry, yeah. irritating kind of images with yeah. not good sound and screaming and shouting and everything. And it's just, you know, and the editing and everything, there's no real flow to it. And I know you could argue that that is That's been true. true but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, it's like everything. It's, 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 it has to be entertaining and yeah. working as well. Um, and it, it, it's about like the... Uh, the whole him going from he's, he's this guy who's from I think a, a made up country near Russia that sounds like Serbia but isn't and he, he's going to go around Europe and find the European dream and everything but he just stays in Paris because obviously that was the budget of the film mm-hmm. and it's all about like how you start off believing that Europe is wonderful and you know eventually people start attacking him and you know mm-hmm. he loses all his money and he eventually descends to madness and later on I don't, I don't want to spoil it but you know there is a little bit of gore later on and, and he, he, it goes a bit crazy mm-hmm. the real problem with these kind of films for me is I don't know there's, there's, this is a very, very low budget film. Mm. So obviously, well, it feels like a lot of it isn't actors. And I get a little uncomfortable with some of that stuff. It's kind of in a Borat style almost at the beginning because yeah. he's going around with his accent, you know. And also though, because he gets the camera robbed once or twice in the earlier stages and his reaction while the guys are beating him up really sound very real. So either it was very well acted, right. but it actually feels like he just put himself in harm's way to actually get those mm. okay. things, which is kind of interesting, but it just... I, I, yeah, I love horror films but for me the whole point is it has to have some sort of plot pace and actually be somewhat entertaining yeah. you yeah. know yeah. that's yeah. all it is of, of found footage it's like it looks like something you're, you know like a home movie or something mm. your mate's got a film but it te- brings you through a story the way something you would go to see in the cinema would. yeah, yeah when, it, when, when it works that's yeah. what it should be yeah like even, even Creep is that you know it is mm. there is a, a proper story and like it, you the know, script is really tight yeah like, you, you, you know? and actually I think you probably need it even tighter than you yeah. would in a standard yeah. film if it's going to actually work yeah it's the one thing I can say about that you can feel that he was clever about the story and you can feel the kind of beats and that relationship between the two of them builds and kind of, you know what I mean so um, yeah there is a difference between just hope you know going out there and hoping yeah know. I think that's where people get really pissed off with this yeah. subgenre just whenever you start feeling like it is a bunch of friends who just sort of went we can wing this yeah and whatever I get I'll just put it together and like yeah. especially when it descends to people just screaming at a camera or anything like yeah. that like it's just yeah the audience, the audience will always know if yeah if, even if they don't know exactly why, but we feel like you're just being ripped. I just find it so hard to watch. Like, what I'm finding, I don't know if you noticed as well, but like some of these online websites, like they seem to give some of these films pretty good, good reviews. Good ratings, I Like know. really good. And it's, yeah. I don't know. I, I, like, of course everyone can have different opinions and that's mm-hmm. fine, but it, it just seems like this was getting like 81 out of 100 and stuff like that. And like... Is this on Shudder or... No, it's not. It's actually literally just going out. I presume they're, they're self-releasing it. I think oh, that's really okay. kind of why we were sent it and everything. And I really do applaud, like, I think all of us from, like, working on films... But I think <laughs> the film like, I think they get a bit of a bad rep because there's so many of them, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, as an audience member myself... Whenever I see something that is uh, found footage, like I see the trailer for something, I'm interested. I want to see that. You know, and I think it's probably because like, there's kind of a guaranteed set of things that will happen in a found footage movie. There's a guaranteed aesthetic. Well, anyway. like any genre, isn't because it? it's funny. You know, people like um, for the last ten years, I've been hearing people saying like, "When will final f- uh, like found footage finally die?" But 
in reality now, because Blair Witch was what, 1999? Yeah. So we're, we're, we're talking, this yeah. is coming up to like a 20 year mm. genre. So yeah. this is not, people yeah, need to get over the fact that like, this is a brand new thing that needs to go away. This is actually a very established part of the yeah. genre now, whether people like it but or not. As, you know? as a genre, it kind of, it, it did fall asleep there for a couple of years and it didn't it did. get brought back until yeah. what? May, it was, did Wreck come out first or did Paranormal Activity come out first? Wreck was before Wreck. Paranormal, I'm pretty sure. Wreck, yeah. Wreck was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have to say, I am a big advocate for the very first paranormal activity. I oh, I love it. My, I put I it on my it. haunted house list. Good call. Good I, one. Yeah. For me, one and three are actually yeah. really good yeah. ones. Yeah. And actually, and the other, you know, like two is fine. Two is uh, fine. Yeah. yeah they, they do drift dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. One with the Hispanic kids. That's like the that. marked one. I the fifth one. That is actually. I haven't a, watched. Yeah. I haven't yeah. watched yeah. that one. I have to say, I haven't watched it. So, did anybody watch anything else? I've one or two other films. Well, aside from films. A couple of things that I, I, I saw recently, um, horror-wise, there's this great podcast called The Black Tapes. Has anyone heard no. that? No. I, I haven't listened to it, but I, I've heard people talking it's about it, yeah. Well written. It's basically like serial, um, but it's it's fiction. So it's like a radio play, um, and it's about this, uh, this podcaster who is investigating these unsolved uh, paranormal audio tapes called the black tapes okay. and uh, it's it's really it's really good I have to say like you know some of the performances are kind of like when you first listen you were like oh is this real and then some of the performances kind of throw you off and you go okay that's definitely someone acting mm. but the writing is so good like I'm not just listening to it going like geez there's so much work put into this like yeah. right. I have to give that a go yeah and the other thing was uh, I was in London recently and I saw two plays oh yeah one of them was the reason I went over to London was for the Twilight Zone play Oh wow! Which, uh, you know, it's not necessarily horror, but it's in that world. Of oh yeah, no, Twilight Zone, yeah, kind of genre. Twilight Zone play was fantastic. It was so good. It was just really well written, and you know, I kind of wondered because Twilight Zone's an anthology. Yeah. I, was, I was wondering how are they going to do this in a play? But the way they've done it is they've taken loads of short stories and woven them together mm. um, into one, into one essentially into one big story. But they all kind of work as standalones as well. Uh, really lo-fi. Um, but I think it'll bring like the Twilight Zone to a whole new generation of people. Awesome. The other play I saw though was a bit more commercial. That was The Exorcist. Tell Remember, me all I about it. Guys, I'm... Oh, I'm going to see The Exorcist because I always thought that The Exorcist would make a really good stage play, as in like yeah. you know the first few rows might get wet kind of thing. How <laughs> 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 do you say really what? good stage play? <laughs> <laughs> a good trashy I'm, thing. I'm clearly, I'm clearly a, a thespian, but. <laughs> <laughs> like I always thought it would work in a really intimate kind of setting you know yeah. like just a really small audience kind of thing yeah. but this it was a massive massive production and it was incredibly cinematic uh, but it was a perfect example of uh, when your script and your performances aren't good it doesn't matter how big your budget is mm-hmm. you know it, it was just they were trying to go for scares in like absolutely every single scene from the beginning okay yeah um, so it was a bit disappointing but I was there by myself and I actually ended up talking to this guy um, who was sitting beside me and better not meant supposed to talk to you yeah. in the plays. Uh, <laughs> stranger danger, stranger danger. <laughs> it was before it was before the play started. Um or chat away saying he was really interested in seeing the play and then at half half time he's chatting and he's like, Oh I have to I have to go into work later. I was like, Oh, what do you do? And he's like, well, I'm actually a priest, a Catholic priest in the church. Was he wearing his collar? No, he was. He so was, you're like, had he lost yeah. his faith? No, but I was like, I was like the power of Christ compelled him. Like, a priest like big into the Exorcist, and he goes, you know, uh, it's the only movie where the priest gets to kick ass. Woo! 
<laughs> no. But the Catholic Church no. endorsed The Exorcist in the end, didn't they? Because it really did, in the end, serve really? them. Well, it's it, it's a great advertisement for it. It's be fearful of the devil. It's only yeah. you know. If if if, if uh, Satan exists, then surely God exists. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can, can I just say one thing? When you said there about priests kicking ass, was Danny Trejo not a priest in something? Yeah. Um, but on the subject of uh, of horror plays, Connor and myself went to see uh, Let, Let the, the Right, right one, one In. Oh, which what's that like? Is fucking deadly. Yeah, Am I allowed to swear? Fucking would... deadly. Whopper. Now, I would say I loved the um, production of it. Yeah, I yeah thought, the pictures looked amazing. Yeah, I thought the stage was great. I did have a slight uh, issue with. Because um, obviously in the play they're kids, you know, yes. or they're 13, 14. So when you take kind of people in their mid 20s who have them, yeah. act as children, it kind of comes across like there's something a bit wrong with them. <laughs> no, well, it came across, I felt like sometimes the acting was very panto ish, like, oh no, you didn't. Yeah. Oh, yes, okay. I did. Yeah. Or it's a little uh-huh. like, and I don't know if it's an Irish. <laughs> Like um, what's funny as well is yeah, it's like that thing you know when um someone's playing a vampire for example yeah. and they feel the need to play it weird yes and it's like uh, <laughs> yeah where it's, it's like just well, be hello nor- just <laughs> just play it normal and natural that's what kind of makes it a bit creepy yeah. whereas it was it was all a bit yes okay I will go over there okay, I will yeah. bite your neck now I am a vampire <laughs> don't you know? yeah but but. She was she was um, so disassociated with society, so that's why she didn't know how to communicate properly. Yeah, but there's probably a way to do that that doesn't feel like she's disassociated with her performance. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, but Child but actor. there is there is loads of blood. Like there is loads of blood. I mean, like yeah. it's yeah, great it seeing someone being you know have their neck bitten and seeing loads of squirting blood everywhere. I mean, it's like that. I'm interested. Love it. The scare was a there was a oh there was an scare. Yeah. Don't spoil it. And we won't. But there was this couple sitting beside me and they were so like they they had gone to see the wrong play right mm-hmm. and well, see, they probably go to everything in the abbey they, yeah yeah and yeah. they thought they thought it was gonna be great and literally the woman i have never seen anybody so scared in my life she's basically crawling up her husband like nice. trying to get out of the theater i thought like i saw there were a few older people in the thing and i i thought one of them was gonna have a heart attack yeah because you know? there's, there's great scare in it like you yeah. know oh no overall the, the production is great yeah just, and great to see her represented on the main stage yeah, in, in the Ireland, Abbey yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'll um, definitely go check that out yeah, there is some there is some dancing though I don't really like dancing <laughs> I don't see where that fits in exactly <laughs> exactly a lot of dancing with trees and stuff which oh, you know wow. yeah. but like oh, oh my god wait, how is that like, like the bit in the nativity where like you know the person who's the tree is going to have to have a moment where they do something <laughs> like you know in your school play yeah. but, but like there's this amazing there's this amazing scene at the very start um, where they literally where you know the, the old man who, who kills people to feed her and he like strangles a guy puts a, a loop around his mm. feet and literally on stage lifts him, up. Nice. lifts him up so he's hanging upside down and then he cuts his throat like a piggy yeah. and it's well, amazing <laughs> always wanted to see that in real life. no no you got me sold <laughs> that's running for a little while more I think isn't it so yeah it's running until January so any of you horror peeps you should check it it's really good. Or go over to London like Connor. And tell them Ali sent you and you'll get a free discount. Yeah. And don't tell them Connor sent you because that will be a problem because he yeah. doesn't think it's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, Ali, have you seen anything? Or I've got a few things to talk uh, about. No, I've been working. 
as you as usual uh, no it's someone keeping up this economy uh, thank you uh, <laughs> but but no continue no continue. well no no it's actually it's just brief because i don't really want to get too deep into them but like uh, on shutter hammer house of horror the tv series has Ooh. arrived all oh, the I've episodes all yeah which yeah. i haven't actually so i've only watched the first two so far but been really impressed with them actually there you know like it's it's pretty like I, I think was it the late eighties, early nineties on ITV, but for horror television, like it, yeah. it goes there much more than I expected to, and kind of spooky, yeah. creepy story. So that's definitely something to watch and a out lot for. Of boobs as well. Yeah, well, which I really didn't expect to see no. on British television uh, yeah. at that kind of stage. Yeah. So that's definitely worth checking out. Um, I kind of rewatched the Fulci films on there because you know they've got these lovely oh, high nice. definition yeah. transfers on Shutter, so it's it's like having the Blu-ray to some extent, not quite as good, but like. Uh, it's amazing how well these films look these days, you know, because yeah, they were yeah, made yeah. so, like, I was always a uh, Beyond fan. That was always the one yeah. I liked yeah, of the trilogy. Movie, but actually yeah. rewatching City of the Living Dead, I really, really enjoyed it this time. I don't know, it like, it, just that dreamlike weirdness of it. It just really works. And the gore, like, Fulci has, a, like, a grotesque and horrible way of splattering gore onto screen that it's effective like even when you can tell it's kind of a slightly cheaper effect sometimes it's still disgusting yeah, yeah. like he just goes that little bit further than we do and it, it's not that like you know evil dead there's blood just running down the screen but it's always like like it's a spider biting someone's lip or it's someone vomiting <laughs> yeah. all their insides out <laughs> in spiders. one shot like and you know it's just a, like a fake dummy but yeah. like the liver and everything is just squishing oh, out through that mouth so oh yeah. I don't think I've seen those ones actually. Oh, City yeah. of the Definitely, Beyond City the Living Dead, Definitely. For me, the House by the Cemetery doesn't quite. Yeah, yeah. And some people I mean, really like it's that. It's okay, but, but it doesn't live up. I mean, like the Beyond is such a a striking movie. Yes. that you know. Yeah, and it you it's know one of those hard to live up to. Kind yeah, of I just remember City yeah. Living Dead. The guy stuck in the basement, and the thing coming after him, and the scene must have gone on for about half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what. Mm-hmm. And I like the surrealness that uh, Fulci brings to his films yeah, as well. It's like which he, could he be really, really annoying, but actually somehow he, it, you just kind of get lost in this weird world. Like yeah. it does feel like having a nightmare. Yeah, uh, which is great. Which yeah. is is amazing. And it's weird because like he, for me, he's made some pretty poor films as well. So it's one of those things where you do wonder whether some of them just happened to come together that way or yeah, whether he yeah. really was a super talented person or not but you can't deny the fact that these films still work today yeah. and, and we're so yeah. jaded from watching horror films it's pretty impressive for anything 30 or 40 years later yeah. to still actually yeah. have an impact yeah. uh, briefly as well I watched have you ever seen a film called Offerings it's a oh. Halloween ripoff one of the worst Halloween ripoffs right. I've ever seen uh, from 1989 is Michael which, Myers paranormal in it no <laughs> so it's not a direct ripoff <laughs> but, uh, no do you know what it, like, it literally has like a Halloween theme tune like I had it on and Kat came into the room she was like are you watching Halloween and I was like no like that's how straight it is wow. you know like in Halloween when Michael Myers uh, like comes home to his house they find a dog that he's attacked mm. but in this one the, the maniac goes to a duck farm and eats some ducks <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they find some dead ducks duck, and they're like, like what kind of a sick person could do this to a duck <laughs> so, like, Osborne? It, 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 it's honestly it's it's not good enough to, to watch and yet there's that kind of perverse fascination with some and this is done there's no tongue in cheek but I didn't feel there was anyway so yeah def, definitely one to check out and the other one for me actually is I, I watched the, the Exodus Director's Cut which I hadn't seen, the version you've never oh, seen. Oh, with yeah, the spider? Yeah. The spider now walk. I'd seen these cutout scenes before, like on yeah. special editions, but I, I bought the Blu-ray of, the, of all of them uh, the other day, so I'm kind of working my way through them. But what I was surprised with, so it was like a bit, an extra 12 minutes in uh, the, the unseen version. Um, and it's weird, because they call it Director's Cut, but actually it, it wasn't freaking, it was more bloody one of these in, so it's yeah. the, the writer and mm. producer. Um, 
And you know, like they're all interesting scenes and they do work in the film. But for me, it actually totally took away. And I know some people prefer it as mm. a version, but it's all these more kind of human moments. And for some reason that really broke the yeah. just kind of the the relentless kind of directness mm. of the first because the first one almost had a, a documentary type thing because it, it didn't have any of the the story like it was all just so trimmed down it was just like these moments happening mm. and the people weren't talking about how terrible this is or oh isn't this so sad yeah. um, and I was just surprised at how much it changed the film for me and like I know directors could yeah, change yeah. things but yeah, I don't know. Like, interesting to watch, but I think the the first one really is that is the it. one with the flash frames and things as well. Yes, he added in a load of those. Where, oh, the face thing. Yeah, but yeah. instead of just oh, that yeah. one amazing moment, it appears on the side of the cooker. Yeah, that's there's a yeah, thing appears yeah. in the window, and you're just kind of going, yeah. oh no! It's yeah. like everyone had told you that was the best jump scare ever, and so you just put four more of them into <laughs> yeah, your yeah. film. But like, what I loved about that when I first saw it, like when I was a child, was that I didn't. It was one of those moments where is this subliminal messaging? Is like, did, mm. that, did I see that? Was that supposed to be there mm. so yeah if you see too many of those it, it kind of was that away. like that is i still think one of the greatest kind of scare moments and it's not yeah. even like it jumps in like i didn't jump the first time i saw it, it just you had nothing to prepare you yeah, for that yeah. that face coming up at yeah. all yeah and it was so well done because the shot before is his mother in the subway so it's it's further away so you're kind of focused in the distance and then there's just something right in front of your face and it's just yeah, and yeah. it's gone before you can react so yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of working my way through through the Blu-rays and the more. I, I rewatched two the other day, which I, I desperately want to get John Borman to do a director's commentary on because mm-hmm. I would love to. There's some really interesting visual stuff in that film. The yeah. film, it, 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 like you know, it, it has a lot to desire in some ways, but like he definitely was going for something, yeah. you know. And if if you watch it again, there is some quite striking stuff. I'd just love to hear him explain what yeah, he's going yeah, for. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, anyone else got anything? Um, I have one more film I watched, a film called Super Dark Times. Has anyone heard of it? No, what's that? Deadly. It's a um, <laughs> title. It's, it's Bill like, and Ted's it, horror movie. <laughs> it's again, a fil- I suppose it's a, one of those films that people are putting into that Stranger Things sort of, yeah. you know, 85 yeah. kids cycling bicycles everywhere vibe. Um, it's a kind of a cross between that and I don't know if it's a Mean Creek yeah. Oh yeah, that was yeah. good. The bullying kind of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's kind Stephen of Stephen Dorff, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of you know it's one of these stories of a group of kids. They're playing around with a samurai sword, and you know, an ac- accidents happen. You know, his head gets chopped off. Um, no, but Does it still the <laughs> no, <sword>? <laughs> there's <laughs> an unfortunate event. <laughs> yeah, someone gets stabbed. You know. Anyway, it's Where? the it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. the truth. <laughs> I don't know it's not graphic enough for me Um, but it's more I mean the film is really more about them dealing with the aftermath of that but it kind of has that I like the vibe of it it sort of reminds you of being a kid in the 80s wandering around neighbourhoods with no particular plan or what you're doing Mm. and just sort of you know you call into a friend's house and suddenly you've got a samurai sword in your hand (laughs) (laughs) and one of your friends is dead (laughs) typical Sunday afternoon but it's it's kind of um, yeah I like the vibe of the actors it's very naturalistic you know the acting is very good it's it's definitely a much slower pace too yeah. you know what I mean it's it's not um, uh, it's not a popcorn movie like. yeah yeah but it's definitely worth a watch like I would recommend it you know to, to see when it's is good. it from? I mean it was made this year oh, really? like, yeah 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 oh, cool. it's like a new movie oh, class. Um, or also Dark has anyone watched me? no the, the German no, Netflix series a lot of good stuff yeah. I've heard about that I've seen yeah. just the first episode but it was people really say like the adult version of Stranger Things yeah. kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Stranger Things is for adults yeah, it's a. Well, I'm curious. To, I still haven't watched season two of Stranger Things. Oh, uh, so 
Yeah, well, and I like again, I I I did really like the first series. The yeah. problem is just because everyone else so amazingly loved the first series, yeah. it makes it look like I didn't like yeah. it, but yeah. I did quite, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I do want to get around to that. But yeah, Dark sounded interesting to me that yeah. it was gonna, yeah, just bring it to a slightly. You know, I've nothing against the, the 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 younger kids thing, but it'd be good to see the adults. Uh, and plus, it's German as well, so it's just, <laughs> yeah, everything is very serious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, is it in German? It is. It's, yeah. it's the oh, Netflix's deadly. first uh, German, yeah, German series. So yeah. actually, like, and it, what what I love is you can see there's so many articles online where people kind of go and don't let the subtitles put you off, and it's just yeah. between that and say the Danish kind of crime series, it's because like people like us probably would watch. Yeah. foreign films and everything. Yeah. but like there's a lot of people out there missing stuff that they would really really enjoy mm. with the assumption that it would be too much hard work yeah. mm. and these kind Which of ones can be gateways full. to opening up everything you know uh, one other thing I saw recently and it kind of plays into our uh, haunted house theme for uh, this week mm. it was uh, The Lodgers I saw it. oh, oh yeah. I still haven't seen you were you at the IFTA screen I, I was at the IFTA screening the other night and I, you know I'm probably so I'm now the only one who hasn't seen The Lodgers oh, yeah <laughs> Well, I, uh, I'm probably biased because I did work in the film, but I actually really loved it. I thought it was even better than I w- expected. Like, you know, I had high expectations for it. I thought it, I knew it was going to look really good. Mm. It was shot really well. But um, just the pacing I thought was brilliant. And yeah. it just kept building and building and building to this climax at the end. And there's a couple of set pieces in it that I just think are probably some of the best set pieces I've ever seen in an independent film. Okay. Yeah. You know, and like it's a it's a film that looks like it was made for about maybe five or six million, but mm. it was made for like less than two million. Yeah. You know, like they really just everyone worked so hard to to make it as good as possible. But um it's good. Like I mean it's not a straight up horror film. It's definitely not a horror film, you know, it's more of a it's a psychological horror. Yeah, yeah. Is it a supernatural so chiller? With, or, or, um, they're calling uh, they're calling it a gothic ghost story. Yeah, you know? which but that is a horror. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah exactly. It doesn't have ghost, to be a terrifying yeah. 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 thing to be a horror film. Yeah. Scary. Like yeah, exactly. all of those BBC a... horror films were gothic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cris- yeah. Gothic stories. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not particularly scary. I don't think it really sets out to be scary, but it definitely has a very dark and tangible atmosphere to yeah. it you know and part of that yeah. comes with the house the haunted house that yeah. they shot in Loftus Hall which is the most haunted house in Ireland 666 years old when they shot the film really wow. yeah wow. wow and like I mean I'm not someone who particularly believes in ghosts or hauntings or anything like that but I've never really been in a haunted house before but when I went into that house right I, I showed up and they had been shooting for like a week or two and I went into this room to put down my equipment and um, like my camera and stuff and I just felt like when I came in the room, I was like, oh, there's someone over in the corner there. I, mm. I must turn around and say hello to them. You know, like, I don't want to be bending over and showing this person my, my crack. <laughs> <laughs> and when I turned around, there's no one there. And I was like, oh, oh, that's weird. They probably left the room when you... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I showed them too much. Yeah. Uh, but, you yeah, know, there had been no one there the whole time. And then a couple of days later, I came in again to the same room and I felt that thing again. And then that turned out to be the very room where, you know, the, the legend is like that Satan was there. You know? Oh my Satan God. Satan showed up and he was like, all right lads, what's the crack on Satan? Is that the one with the hole in the roof? The hole the... In the roof. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even care. Why aren't we doing a podcast in a freaking haunted house? Oh yeah, because we Because the electrics won't work. Yeah. I know, it's more Just pretend we are. We're yeah. live in the Hellfire Club. Yeah, we're live from Loftus Hall. Who's <laughs> that over no, the corner? I'm no, telling you. Oh, wow, we should scary. go. We should go to Loftus Hall. We should spend the night. We should... I don't think they want to have us. Okay. Well, I'll... I'll sweet talk like, though. Don't you know okay. who we are? With a bottle of wine show. and yeah. But the lodgers, like I mean, really, really recommend it. I think yeah. it's going to be in the cinemas in the new year. Uh, Great, so it's sold pretty well from what I've heard. Um, it's just it's a cool movie and it's really like. 
different type of thing to what you'd see normally, I think, from Irish cinema. You know, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a first, is it, for that kind of... Yeah. Certainly at that level, like, a it's kind like of a It's like a period gothic. film. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, but it's also a kind of a horror, horror It's going back well. to, uh, yeah, to old-school 60s horror, I think. Mm. And actually, while we're on the subject of uh, Irish horror, is uh, a shout-out to Stephen Shields and Lee Cronin. Oh, yeah. For uh, Hole in the Ground, they're doing pickups tomorrow. And, mm. guys, that is going to be one to watch. Awesome sauce. Literally yeah. going to be one to watch. It's going to put Ireland on the map. As a Bloomhouse Island. Where? A Bloomhouse Island? A Bloomhouse Island. Island. So okay, not so just a studio, an island. Are Bloomhouse involved in Holland Ground? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying like that uh, it is, um, like when you think of, of Irish film, you, you don't generally think of, except for these guys, of like Irish horror. And it's... it's but isn't that cheap? Because even The Cured is coming out as well. I saw yeah, that there was an yeah. IFTA screening the of that the other day. The Cured, the Ellen Page uh, zombie yeah. film. Oh, the Third Wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which I, I only saw an earlier cut of it, so I, I don't know what the final version of it looks like. But like, you know, between that and The Lodgers, and if you've got Home of Grant, you know, like... It could be an interesting time for mm-hmm. for Irish yeah. horror films to kind of you actually, guys, you know, well, yeah, directors. you know, well, fingers crossed because at least all of these films are actually trying to establish, like, you know, that that these kind of horror films deserve a bit of attention and respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and yeah, fingers yeah. crossed, it can actually make people aware. And the fact that let the right one in is being done in the Abbey and everything implies that there is, yeah. you know, some sort there. of an yeah. acceptance out there that people do have an interest in seeing these yeah. things well you know i think I mean? yeah and a lot of it is to do with um quantity in a sense as in like the more stuff that gets made the kind of more discoveries are made or the more of an identity well, you grow it starts the audience to get. yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah so it is important the the more stuff that that's getting made you know yeah there needs to be enough to actually create that yeah. groundswell exactly yeah, yeah yeah but i think it's a really exciting time especially for the horror genre in ireland because it's you know like one thing that I always say is that horror does thrive on low budgets and we have such a we great... have the lowest budget we have the... <laughs> <laughs> but like we have such a we have such a, again to you guys we have such passionate uh, uh, you know passionate directors and we have such a great workforce and that we can literally deliver on these amazing genre films and we can put them out there yeah it's a, it's a hard one though like because actually I think the fact is horror does thrive on a low budget and yet I think it's a terrible trap for it I don't know whether it's just in Ireland or everywhere where it's not getting the bigger money because just because we can do well on a low budget could you imagine what we could do with more money there's a terrible tendency to assume that because you can make it with that small amount of money why would I give you more you know I think we should be like when I'm thinking of the next film I'm hoping to make like I think we need to be more ambitious we need to be pushing those envelopes and bringing in a higher level of visuals and stuff like that as well but like you know I'm not sure that there's always that understanding from the other side because if you can make a film for and I understand the logic of if you can make a film for for 200,000 then why not but that extra bit of money especially with horror that that can go on screen but I'm I'm talking about movies like you know upwards of two mil which is still technically low budget yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. But yeah, it's, it's just for us to compete but, with Blumhouse type ones because like, they're what about between three and five is kind of what they're aiming at on a lot yeah, of their the features. Yeah, no, they go as low as two mm. with, um, a, with a twenty-five million marketing, marketing thing. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, of course, which is where you know a lot of a lot of uh, their success is yeah. stemmed from. But like, I think what you're saying is is very valid in that you know. But this is the time in Irish horror, kind of in film, where the money is going to start coming in for yeah. horror films because now the film board and like an Ireland Provided as a whole. those films get a return. See, that's the fear. And it, it, it's weird because it, 
the whether films return or do well or not like really doesn't necessarily reflect on whether they're good films or not it can depend on timing it can depend on how well they're marketed yeah. where people are at and just what audiences are looking to see you know where things are placed time slot wise yeah, yeah. and it's just you know there's that terrible tendency that if one film comes out yeah. and doesn't massively perform there's an assumption well they don't want to see these kind yeah. of films yeah. and that's not true it's not yeah. true you know no. I mean yeah. there is as well like even just thinking about Creep and Creep 2 as mm. well like there is this thing where you do go even if whether it's low budget or not a good script is like do you know half your battle yeah. and, and I mean I know as much as for even my own stuff in the past sometimes it's tendency with her because you can do low budget you can kind of rush out and do it quickly yeah, yeah. and um, I mean that said he turns creep around and creep two in the space of about a year and a half you know what I mean so yeah. but the, but the that's scripts after are years good and years and years of making these super low and learning like how yeah. to do yeah. it yeah 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 and and getting the script right on those old ones and yeah. making all the mistakes yeah that's yeah. true so do we want to jump onto the haunted house yes. situations yes you know I know we've discussed some of these so we probably if okay. we've discussed we might get too deep but Connor G you yeah, look eager really, there I'm really <laughs> excited about this film it's came out in 1992 but it was banned for years okay Ooh. it's a paranormal investigating documentary but it's a feature film um and it's it's fiction um but is, it was is a, that the name of it no it's it, a really good title it, it's really long it's a mouthful the title of the film is ghost watch oh uh, is the bbc yeah. one yeah. oh with, with the, with the guy haven't. what's his name mark uh Parkinson Parkinson is in it and Craig Charles oh wait well, it's not the actual documentary the, the it's not the actual it was the one that was shown live on TV yeah so it was originally broadcast oh. live and people believed it was real okay <gasps> cool. and it scared the shit out of the country literally one woman rang up and said that my husband's gone and shit himself <laughs> I don't know why she thought that was a good idea to let them know but the, the people were freaking out um and when you watch it, like, you would think that after, you know, 20, what, 1992, that's like 25 years ago, basically, mm. you'd think that it, would, it wouldn't have aged very well, but it's fucking scary. And it's really clever in that it starts off small. So since it's like live on TV and they're trying to, you know, prank people, essentially, uh, the scares are really small kind of things like, oh, did you see that kind of thing in the background? No, I don't, I don't think so. And what do you folks at home think and all sorts of, but then it builds and builds and builds to the point that you're just like... Like, I was watching it at home in my house, and it scared the crap cool. out of me. I, I just love that. It. So then, as well, you're looking at it going, like, this was seven years before the Blair Witch Project. You mm-hmm. know, it was, like, 15, 20-odd years before Paranormal Activity. And because it was banned, it doesn't really get the recognition it deserves. You know, it doesn't really The American Shudder has it, yeah. Cause, and I don't it know does, why it yeah. hasn't come over here. Yeah. There must be some broadcasting. What, why was it banned? It was banned because, first of all, people were really pissed off the BBC because they felt that they had, like, exploited their uh, credibility by saying, you know, everyone trusts everything that comes from the BBC yeah. because it's this respected, like, national broadcaster. Mm. But people were really pissed off. And then also, a young lad killed himself. Oh. after watching it because he he had like you know uh, like learning difficulties really yeah yeah oh. but he he killed himself because he thought he was like gonna be haunted or something like that and then he said in his suicide note he like named Ghostwatch as like don't worry after watching that show um, I know that I'll be able to come back like as a ghost like, oh that's God. really harsh in the TV yeah. show so, like, so, so, so everyone who's people got their own felt issues. so guilty and they were like oh my god what have we done Um so it got banned uh, but it is it is a feature film it's an hour and a half long and it's you know it's been like 20 years I think it was banned for 20 years so aside from the kind of baggage with it 
it's just a really good experience to watch and I can't help but imagine like what must it have been like to have been sitting at home like on a Sunday night yeah. and watch that, that TV show because yeah. it's done so well and the writer was like heavily inspired by the Enfield haunting mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. when you're watching it you'll, you'll see some kind of uh, similarities between that and I think The Conjuring 2 yeah. was that, was that yes, yes exactly. well yeah. yeah it's about as, as, as loose as my <laughs> yeah. mom's uh, but uh, yeah when but, people say The Enfield Haunting is that a movie or is that, that just that was a real thing uh, the, no that's what The Conjuring uh, 2 is uh, BBC did an Enfield Haunting TV show around the same time of Conjuring 2 oh, about yes. that with uh, just clips where they're oh, interviewing oh, the girls yes. but yeah. it's based yeah. off it is, no, it's a true yeah well it was a real incident yeah exactly it's the most famous from England from a counselling estate yeah um, um, so yeah but I just think that this was so ahead of its time and just absolutely doesn't get the um, the recognition it deserves so I just highly recommend watching cool. it what's it called again Ghost Watch Ghost Watch, Ghost yeah. Watch. perfect or Ghost Watch Live sometimes I think it's called but like it's a funny one isn't it like uh because it, it sounds so bad but like it was a different time though as well like we've become so used to and maybe partly because of found footage that like yeah. you know people now are so cynical that like even when we see stuff like I've even seen stuff in movies that I was convinced were CG scenes and people were like no no we went to like the ends of the earth to do that practically and everyone yeah. watches it and thinks that's a CG moment because we just presume you know everything nowadays we, we, we just don't believe how back then you would accept things a lot quicker which yeah. is you know makes things a little bit harder but I, I do love that and like, I'm dying to see that especially if it's still effective I don't know if did anyone see as well when it comes to just speaking of the Enfield thing and the Conjuring the, the, the latest saga in the, the yes. Conjuring and the Warrens um, controversy you know like at the, the moment uh, they're being sued for like a billion dollars because the they didn't have the right well no um, Blumhouse well is it Blumhouse but it's also Universal isn't it I think because Blumhouse kind of distribute true Universal I think okay. a chunk of them but because apparently they didn't actually have the rights to the book someone else had the rights no uh, to the Warren stories uh, and they were doing it but it's gone through this court case thing at the moment and there's all these stories coming out about Ed Warren had moved a 15 year old girl into their house for, for like 20 years he had this relationship going on with her and they, like all the stuff where she was used to fake some of the videos right. and stuff that he had like it's all coming up because of course through court cases these are the things oh, and yeah there was the companies who are making these films have been yeah. encouraged not to paint the warrants as too saintly because they were upset with the first film which made them look that way and then they made The Conjuring 2 where of course they, they sing Elvis to each other and yeah, everything yeah. and that <laughs> exasperated people's anger about it so it, it, it's all spilling out now at the moment um and is, did Patricia Arquette know about well not Patricia Arquette but you know Mrs. Warren or whatever did she know about the 15 year old girl in the basement she was living with the, yeah no no they were mm-hmm. apparently this is completely and it's it's funny I don't know there's a there's a good podcast called oh it's, I'll have to look it up actually we can put it on the Facebook page but it's about it's a it's a paranormal skeptics type thing but they, they really discussed the case as well and everything but they interviewed a load of people who had met the Warrens and actually had met the Warrens at the Enfield haunting mm-hmm. and like these guys sounded like just really nasty pieces of work now again you know there's there's two sides to every story but like you know all the people who believe in these kind of things seem to want to distance themselves as much as possible from these people and it it is a risky because of course a film is a fiction same like Amityville Horror is a pile of nonsense as well but like I don't know Will this affect? Because I know, isn't the Irish director Karen Hardy doing the 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 nun or the spin off? Yes, of that? he is. Know. Yeah, um, I see. Because the, the nun is part of the Conjuring universe, but it doesn't. It's not really related. touch the yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. that was an artificial thing created. I'm pretty sure. 
yeah. for The Conjuring 2. So I think they're okay on those ones. Mm. But if they get caught out for not having the rights in it, like that, that's a massive deal because you can't take those films back. Those films have made all that money. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see because like, that has become the cornerstone of Blumhouse, really. They seem to have even abandoned the Insidious. I know there's a new Insidious film coming, but like The Conjuring seems to be the thing because yeah. even the new Annabelle was from you know the next chapter in The Conjuring universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you wonder where you go with that. Now, in fairness, it's not called The, the Warrens, so you know The Conjuring can, can exist in its own right. You just stop yeah. telling stories about The Warrens within yeah. it. I don't think anyone yeah. would really care particularly would no. you like i don't think we any, any of us go to see the warrens particularly like we just want to go and see a good ghost story yeah, yeah. but uh yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens um any other haunted films who wants to talk um well i suppose yeah some of these we have talked about before yeah. so i don't know how much to go into detail i'll hit them quick I'll, I'll hit them quick so i mean we've talked about the innocence before yeah, yeah that's one of your big yeah, favorites I that is one of my favorites yeah, yeah. I mean, very briefly, I mean, it is one of those ones where it was the first black and white film I think I turned off when I was watching it because I was scared. It scared me the first time I watched it. Um, but that's a great film. And again, it's one of those films that has influenced, like the others, yep. is, is a very much... There's a, a few a iconic scenes it. in it where you realize I have seen this in a lot of films yeah. since. Yeah. yeah, yeah, The Orphanage, I suppose, yeah. as well, yeah. is another riff on it. Um, the Haunt. another great movie yeah, yeah even yeah. Uh, The Lodgers the director Brian he said yeah. himself it's a big influence yeah. uh, the, yeah. the Innocence a big influence yeah, yeah, even Dave yeah, Turpin yeah. said as well actually yeah. Yeah. there's an amazing pub in LA called Rock and Riley's that uses the kid as their logo mm. oh yeah you go. only I noticed that though. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else you get The Haunting 1963 absolutely which is still just Probably I mean wise. and for me it was a film that really influenced me making films when I was younger yeah. Because I think it was, it's rare to see a film of that time really use camera work and really um, kind of use, uh, like kind of almost in the way that Evil Dead took it a step further. But, you know, it really created using sound and atmosphere and, you know, wide, low angles, wide angles. Um, you know, it's, a, it's rare you can look at an old film for kind of more modern day camera techniques do you yeah, know what oh, I mean that, the way you'd look at a Spielberg film or, or these other movies but The Haunting is full of great camera work yeah. but it's like yeah it's yeah. like that reminds me again of say like what Michael Mann and Brian De Palma does like even just where they're looking down the stair that kind of spiral staircase but it's a great shot yeah. Like, yeah. it's almost yeah. like even when you, anyone playing the original like Resident Evil games it's those dramatic angles yeah. that are yeah. really you know effective and like it's it's great to see because I think we've lost that a little bit and I, I'd love yeah, to see yeah I know completely that, like. we rely way too heavily on post and yeah. VFX yeah. and it's like nah I mean you need to do things on the day then and there that's when the magic yeah. happens. That's when the atmosphere happens. That's when the horror happens. It, it's amazing how it changes, isn't it? Like even whether it's a couple of inches just higher or just like yeah, the yeah. difference that can have on the tone and effect of a mm. shot is quite amazing. Like and yeah, I think that the danger is on when you're on such a low budget is of course most people want to get those things, but you're you're hurrying so much and you're trying yeah, to yeah. find it, but you don't really have all day to kind of well just a little bit more that way. <laughs> totally, yeah. yeah. And I mean even just on the innocence in terms of the camera work, what's amazing with that one is the blocking with the like the scenes run for about three or four minutes yeah, and the actors are moving around and but really but it's it's all to do with storytelling but again that's a technique and i think um it's almost a technique certainly with i see it with the digital the arrival of digital partly because you know people love to stick a long lens on because it looks pretty but it's that old technique of of allowing the action in wide shots to play out and yeah. the thing Absolutely. is it looks beautiful on that old film, yeah. but it's yeah. it's almost this thing that 
we've lost or I don't see it in films yeah. as much but isn't yeah. it funny because all of that is totally valid but then on the opposite end of that spectrum if you think of something like Paranormal Activity mm. when that came out you just had these like static boring bedroom mm. door shots that go on for too long and on a shitty camera and you're like this is terrifying see I never yeah, found no, those boring the, I never found those yeah, shots no, boring I, 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 was, I was, wait, I was waiting that, like, you know, like composition-wise, they're technically boring. Oh, yeah. They're not low-angle, they're not tracking, they're yeah. not like particularly cinematic, yeah. but they're scaring the crap But it's out. that mm. dead space. It's yeah. literally that silent, static, dead space where you're literally looking at everything within the frame going, what's going to move? What's going to well, move? What it's, I it, is that say, a shadow, you know? Yeah. I mean, what I'd say about them is they're both use what they both do well is they're both using your imagination. Like, both those films, whether it's the wide shot, it's... It's, but your, your eyes, eyes are searching are, yeah. your eyes are searching the frame and it's almost like there's a whole scene in Paranormal Activity that almost takes place downstairs and you just hear the sounds mm, and, yeah. and your imaginations have been engaged and it's a different way of doing it yeah, um, yeah. but like the same with The Haunting it would just it might do a one minute sort of you're just looking at the wall yeah. and you know hearing the sounds behind it and it, again I think that was why Paranormal Activity was so great because it it it's almost was you. It was in the world of horror. All the same things were happening, but it found a new way to film it. I suppose. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. But you no, know, you're right. It's that weird thing because I always assumed with horror that, like, say, if someone's walking through a room ring, that we had to stay close on them because you know we need to like not know what's going around around us because it's scary. Because if we see a really wide shot and someone's in the middle of it, then we know there's nothing right behind them. But actually, no, that's terrifying. And like our yeah. brain yeah. kind of knows no one can appear right there, and yet it's that empty space is so scary to yeah. us. I don't know, like it's a psychological type thing, the same reason people when they go to a restaurant like to sit with their back against a wall. There's something that disturbs us about all this space that, yeah. you know, you do. Yeah. and yet you're just searching it the whole time. Like even House of the Devil does that incredibly well, I think yeah, as well, yeah. with the, just allowing a space to be frightening. Yeah, your brain you know? fills it up with the, you know, the deep dark ghoulies. Yeah, which is always going to be worse, isn't it, than yeah. the yeah. stuff, uh, but if um, you're as twisted as us. And then speak, uh, just because we're talking about film techniques, it's really worth... Uh, I don't know if anybody's listened to the Changeling DVD commentary because mm. actually oh. that commentary is like it's rare a director goes through the, sometimes it's anecdotal do you know what yeah, I mean yeah, whereas yeah. him he's talking about the camera techniques right. how where he positioned the camera why how he you know used because it's a camera and that sometimes will float into the scene but he was you know trying to it was almost the ghost, if you will, you know, walking in. But it's a really good commentary because it's all about the technical side of things. God, I have to listen. Um, That's yeah. at the top of my list of changing. Like, yeah, I love yeah. that movie so I'll much. bring in Mark's DVD for you. <laughs> no, no, I'll take that back. Like, but no, I agree. Because like, when you get a... Com- like, it's so rare because I get jaded with commentaries because I love them when they're amazing. Because some people talk really honestly. And then other ones, like, listening to William Freakin on The Exorcist one, like, he literally just... He just describes what's happening in every scene, and you're like, I can see the film, William. <laughs> like, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. There's a few, I think even actually Jason X, just to, to, as a curveball there, if you want, is a good document. Or not actually Jason X, sorry, Jason Goes to Hell, because your man really opens up uh, about all the, the challenges and the problems they have with the studio and stuff. And it's just, it's lovely to hear someone talking straight. Yeah. Or even like, uh, again, slightly off topic, but I was watching the restored blu-ray of fargo the other day beautiful beautiful mm. looking blu-ray but the commentaries from roger deakins but like he talks about like even the opening shot he's kind of goes i didn't get to shoot this we were off shooting a chat scene so i just sent out an ad to get this you know and like wow. he's totally honest or even this one we were going to have you know that amazing iconic shot where it's the snow and the car just pulls in it's from yeah, a yeah. like that they had 50 cars to bring in there 
and they were they, so they'd everyone there they brought all of these cars and they, on the day they kind of, you know, it looks kind of nice without it like so it's just lovely to hear that truth yeah. of how yeah. you actually made something instead of just always presuming that they're just geniuses who just figured yeah. this would be perfect from yeah. the outset what else have we got I, I presume uh, there's a uh, House and Haunted Hill remake uh, House and Haunted Hill remake obviously we've talked about it before the Haunting remake we've talked about it before uh, like the the, the Haunting late... remake as in that it's bad I love it I, I, yeah. I, I'm giving you the benefit it. of the doubt yeah. on the House and Haunted Hill I'm not sure about the Haunting remake I mean no no it's 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 really good okay. we'll, we'll, Luke, uh, right. Luke Wilson gets his uh, his head taken off by a chimney flu I don't know that that sells. <laughs> no, no, and and Hugh Crane, like it, it, it's that kind of late nineties reboot of horrors, which I actually I loved all of that. Well, yeah, it was Hollywood doing um, bigger budget stuff at that time. Yeah, yeah, and they worked really well. Um, and then I have uh, fourteen oh eight. Oh, yeah. yeah, which I love, Groundhog Day for horror films. Like yeah, it. I feel the book worked um, better. I haven't around, read the book. It, it, it's worth it. Like, uh, I know it's definitely. It, but see, again, just some of these things are easier to accept. Like when you show yeah. anything in a film, it's how realistic is that or not. But like, yeah, fourteen oh eight. I thought the first say forty minutes as it's building up to it yeah. is just fantastic. Because like I was af- watching that in the cinema, I was afraid of him going into that room because Samuel L. Jackson gives him that wonderful <laughs> speech where he just is like, "I will do anything for you not to go into this room." <laughs> but then he opens the mini bar. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson's in the mini. <laughs> yes. it does get a bit more surreal as it goes on yeah which I, I absolutely love and then um, I, I just want to shout out this is not technically a horror film but uh, Muppet Christmas Carol Oh, there's ghosts in it. There is okay, Jacob, I love Jacob and Marley as We're Marley ghosts. and Marley. <laughs> uh, it's phenomenal. There's some really scary, uh, really scary scenes in that movie. So um, there's, I mean, obviously there's the ghost of uh, Christmas Future. Yeah, the original Dementor. Uh, yeah, he is the, always terrifying. He's horrifying. Yeah. He's horrifying. And then there's the spider who's like Bill Sykes down the alleyway. Oh, what are these? Oh, these are lovely sheets. Oh yeah, I'll get a pretty penny for these. And he's got and he's got eight legs and he starts tickling one of the prostitute muppets. Like there's some great horror in that. Uh then... Sold. <laughs> I have to watch that again. It's so good. Thirteen Ghosts as well. I mean again, yeah, all this nineteen. 90- like Thirteen Ghosts. I like the house is amazing. The effects are great. I yeah. love the concept. I like I rewatching it recently because I have it at home on TVD. It you know there are weak elements to it, but there's a lot of good stuff in there's there as well. Like and there. all those different characters are quite cool. All the ghosts. I mean the the special features when you got to see they did like a oh, little mini, d- yeah, mini yeah, yeah. documentary about um, all of the ghosts. I haven't seen this film. Have it's you amazing. Oh, you enjoy that? I'll lend it. It's like F. Murray Abraham, the remake in my, the nineties. Uh, Tony uh, Shalhoub. Who directed it? Oh, he actually did something else, but uh, I I learned. It's two thousand one. It's like it's like the last. It's like the last dregs of those kind of horror remakes. It didn't get that much attention, and like unfairly, I have it on a triple bill with Darkness Falls and the Night of Living Dead remake. Uh, But uh, (laughs) yeah, no, no, uh, you know what? There's. There's stuff to enjoy. You'll you'll get a good kick out of it. it, Again, it was when Hollywood used to make these things where they were kind of you know you go to have fun at the cinema they weren't trying yeah. to make it Texas Chainsaw Massacre to like but it's yeah. quite like the ghosts are pretty brutal they looking, are like, uh, I mean the jackal like I mean he's is he's he the a, real scary one with the cage he's the one with the head? cage yeah. and then there's the juggernaut who literally bends Matthew Lillard in half like I mean it's and there's so a, the concept basically sorry just to, for people who are wondering like yes yeah, I'm, I'm girling you know, <laughs> <laughs> this house has been built by this man and inside it 
Or like there's a By family F. Murray movie. Abraham. Yes, and uh, like it locks itself up. It's this beautiful glass house that turns into an armored thing, mm-hmm. and inside it are twelve separate ghosts, but they're all contained. All the glass walls have inscripted like uh, barriers or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that so the ghosts can't pass through these because right. they can pass through normal walls, but they can't pass okay. through these. But they all get released, and these guys are stuck in the house with these, and they're all very different personality ghosts attacking mm-hmm. them. And like, yeah, you know what? There's just entertainment. Do you see them? Are they float around? Like, yeah, you just, you only when you're them. wearing the cool glasses. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. No, the, the, there's there's good stuff to be had. Actually, and yeah. it was weird on a slightly side note. Has anyone seen Abattoir? No. There's Darren Lynn Bowsman's uh, one of his more recent films. So there's Darren Lynn Bowsman who did Saw two, three, and four, uh, Repo the Genetic Opera, and a couple of other things. Um, but what it. I remember him talking it up. I think it was probably on the Shockwaves podcast at some stage. And I was like, that's a great concept. And I watched it. And it's not a great film. Uh, but the concept's amazing. Because again, it's... I wrote whole, it down and now I'm crossing no, it out. Because <laughs> it's, it's such a great idea that I almost want someone to make it. Because it's the whole idea of someone trying to build their own murder house. So the, there's these places where these vicious murders have happened. And the police arrive to investigate them. And the, the room where the murder happened has been ripped out of the house. And the whole concept is someone is building a house with all these murder rooms to try and create the ultimate haunted house. Oh my god, I is, love! I know. I was so. And it, when you watch the film, you're just so disappointed with where they go with it and how badly. It, well, and I, I actually like the Saw film, so I actually quite like Darren and Bowman's ability. He's very visual and like he's got good mm. sense. Just didn't work for me on this one, but like as far as a concept goes, I just kind of love that. You know, there's just mm. something so creepy about the idea, and it's mm. stitched together with all these odd and uneven matching bits like I don't know there's just something something quite cool there so you know um, could, could be worth giving it a go good concept and I'm just going to throw in as well uh, a haunting in Connecticut I love the Victorian era I love um, the, the fact that people used to do seances like, yeah. I mean again how many times have I said to you guys I do a freaking seance and some nice kind of creepy like, uh, reality like uh, revelations later on in that film yeah I mean because uh, the, uh, the main the main character he has cancer which is the reason they moved to this house yeah. so he's you know there's that moment at the start of the movie where you're kind of like, is this an effect of the chemo that he's getting done? And then it's like, no, it's, you know, it's Eyelids. actual, he lives in a morgue. Eyelids. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a box of there's a box of eyelets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I, I would say definitely check that out. I know we need to wrap this up. We've talked a lot about Legend of El House. I would just say definitely watch it. That's it's great. Still, oh, man. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so Obviously, good. Poltergeist. Uh, Poltergeist. You know, yep. like again, everyone's seen it, but like do rewatch it. I, I I've heard some people. I think it was Elric King actually talking about recently where he said he was quite disappointed rewatching it, or maybe Rob. On maybe the he just watched Chavez, the Sam But you're kind of going. One. I still think that really stands up. Actually, for me, yeah. it does. Poltergeist uh, is amazing. You know, just I mean, what I love. Oh, go on. Sorry. No, no. Well, what I love about Poltergeist is how they react initially to the ghosts. It's so, like, it's just the way they're almost excited and she uh, she's putting the kid down and flying across the floor. It's just such a unique reaction. That's it. They actually know? enjoy, there's, a, there's an exploration yeah. moment of it instead of just going straight to thing, which I think is great. Uh, and another one, just the original Juons, the original Grudge films, when I first saw them, genuinely scared the hell out of me. Actually, the Japanese ones. Yeah. Uh, they, you yeah. know, watching them again now, because they are just sort of relying on that creepy tension. And once you get beyond that, there isn't a massive amount more. But you know what? They're very effective for what they were. And the simplicity yeah. of it again, like they don't have big CGI effects, and yet that little kid you and your one, CGI you know, effects. when she appears out from underneath the bed cover, is scared yeah. the hell out of me. Scared the hell out of me, and like obviously Ringu as well. Uh, and 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 everybody, just because I can't hammer at home enough, uh, just just go out and check the BBC BBC horror uh, series at Ghost Story for Christmas. I started watching those this week. Aren't actually. they phenomenal? They're no. good. They're yeah. amazing. I watched the Lost Hearts. Did you? Ah! Uh, we I don't have time to talk about this. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> 
dun, dun, I mean, a little dun, bit. Dun. Oh yeah, we don't have time to talk about dated, it. The only it is a little bit dated, but I mean, like I I I grew up with that movie on VHS, recorded yeah. off the BBC in the seventies. <laughs> so like, I mean, it is. Uh, it but it's it still I'm holds up. Yeah, do whistle and I'll come to you is amazing. That's great. Uh, yeah, it's That's amazing. That's the better one. And uh, obviously the Treasure Rabbit Thomas, um, like amazing gar. Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. There's it, there's a slime monster in it. <laughs> monsters they're my favorite <laughs> and before we wrap it up, there's a quick wrap room for christmas horrors and one or two recommendations guys um, what are you gonna do I, well I, I would also say the innkeepers and just gonna throw oh, it in yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. The TUS, TUS, TUS. TUS. yeah um has anyone seen um is it you better watch out is that not out yet i'm no, looking forward to it i haven't seen it good word i hear good yeah things. i hear good things well there's that one and what's is it red christmas is a very nasty kind of australian oh, one i think is that one with d wallace uh, yes, yeah. Uh, I, I have. I've only it. heard nasty. about, but it, yeah, it, I watch. It, it sounds pretty nasty. We'll talk about it off, Mike. But it it it's, it, we'll it goes nasty. places. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think definitely that. Like for for me on the classic, it's Black Christmas is honestly one of the best oh, horror yeah. films oh, yeah. ever made. Not just Christmas horror films. You've got to watch it. It's genuinely still disturbs me. Mm-hmm. And of course, Elves, which is just. <laughs> oh my god I uh, forgot about it don't, don't watch Elves people it is and amazing there's it. the Creep Show is it Creep Show 2 the, the Santa Claus I'm not uh, sure I ever watched Creep Show 2 ooh it's great yeah. Krampus Krampus Krampus, Krampus. Yeah. Yeah. that's with the Adam Scott one yeah yeah, yeah I mean yeah it was good <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm not happy, you know, folks. The wine speaks the truth. I know, the wine speaks the truth. Merry, uh, Merry Horrormus. Merry everything. Merry happy Horror Christmas, Miss. everyone. We'll see you in the or, new year. Or, no, wait, as Stephen said, happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs>